Are you ready for Rap Fusion Episode 5? Hello, my name is Michael Carroll, and you are listening to the Rap Fusion Podcast. I'm going to make this intro real goddamn quick. You're listening to the emo rap edition of Rap Fusion Podcast, and last episode was with country rap, and you can go out and check that one right now, but right now it's emo rap, and we're going to get right the fuck into it. Uh-huh. All right, so folks, we are joined here today by a special guest, Ellis Holland. Um... Rockstar, as I said at the end of last episode. But uh, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, my name is Ellis Hollins. I am a guitar player and singer for the band, uh, the pop punk band Fears of Abandonment, and the surf rock band Very Sorry. Uh, I've been writing songs for like close to 10 years now. And I'm also a audio engineer and a senior audio design and production student at Columbia College Chicago. Nice, nice. Yeah, I thought that you would be a very uh, knowledgeable person to have on the day, all those qualifications, because we're talking about emo rap. Um, And yeah, you're not only dabble in the emo slash pop punk origins, but um, yeah, also in the audio side of it too, which helps like, yeah, I think like, Having that, like, really helps break stuff down, you know, like, in terms of what you're hearing. Yeah, definitely. Breaks some, like, production elements down as well as, like, some songwriting stuff, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very important. Um, so, like I said, emo rap uh, is what we're talking about. When I say that, um, what sort of comes to your head? I mean, what immediately comes to mind for me is, like, Juice World. He would probably be my favorite emo rapper. Uh, and he, he would definitely up, be up there for just like kind of rappers in general. I'm really kind of into the emo rap genre, uh, especially as it comes has as it comes and has been coming to the mainstream. Uh, I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, I guess other names that come to mind are like uh, Lil Peep and Extension. And like, I don't know if this really fits the same genre, but it has kind of a similar sound to it. Uh, Post Malone's uh, 2018 album, uh, what was it, Bentley's and... Uh, uh, beer Bongs and Bentley's? Beer, lo- beer Bongs and Bentley's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got... I don't know if that would quite fit into like the emo rap category, but it's definitely kind of circling, orbiting along the edges, sonically at least. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, Post Malone is something I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast. And I haven't really gotten around to him because I did an episode on like rap metal and then an episode on country rap and now emo rap, and he sort of has done stuff in like all of those at this point. Um, yeah, and it's also interesting because I remember at the start of COVID, I think I saw on someone's Instagram or something, Post Malone doing like Nirvana covers. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe grunge rap's gonna be a whole other thing. Now. Yeah, so he's really got his foot dipped in every every genre. Uh huh. <laughs> For real. Um, so I think like with pretty much everybody, like the real emo rap, like our first exposure to it was with a lot of these artists um, you were talking about. Like came around like. 2016 to 2018 sort of um, and yeah like that is what really what we know as emo rap today but supposedly um, back in the ancient times they emo rap was used to describe like Drake and Kanye which I guess when you think about it like 808s and Heartbreak or like early Drake stuff it is pretty emo singing about shit and uh, it was a lot darker and shared like some aesthetic quality with emo rock even though it didn't aesthetically sound like it yeah i think uh i'm just thinking specifically of like 808s and the heartbreak because you brought it up and i think definitely a big part of it is it's a lot more melodic than traditional rap records like like you like you said he's pretty much singing throughout the whole thing and uh early Drake too. So like, I can kind of, I can see where that term would come from. Like those guys, especially at that point in their careers being considered emo rap, but it's definitely not what we've come to kind of think about as emo rap. Like really they're just kind of singing from the heart, <laughs> which I guess maybe falls under the, is technically like emotional rap like they're showing a lot of emotion like and not just talking about how great they are or all the money they have but like i feel like when we say emo rap we tend to think of more like kind of like depressing dark that sort of thing and there's definitely that element to 808s and heartbreak and like uh take care in some of the early drake stuff but it definitely doesn't go as dark as say juice world x yeah. or a little peep yeah yeah you bring up a really good point like at the time it was called emo rap sort of purely on description like emotional rap but yeah and it and it served as like an inspiration i think for these later artists like x and um and juice world and little peep who went a lot darker with it eventually um but carried on a lot of that melodic sound like uh that started in that era like Kid Cudi too I feel like when you think about it um, so many people are just inspired by fucking all of those just dark Kid Cudi songs and all that and um I don't know it's come a long way uh, I feel like rap in general has changed a lot uh, over the years and especially within like the last 20 years because if you think about it like it kind of went from being like hardcore kind of gangster rap in like the 90s and started the 2000s and then in the 2000s you kind of have this switch from like hardcore to like kind of poppy rap uh th that's kind of the time when i like really started getting into rap uh two records that come to mind are uh kanye's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and eminem's recovery and they definitely have like kind of these big 
pop hooks. And then somewhere around 2015, I feel like it kind of started to change back into like a more minimalist production style with like drill and trap. And uh, now we have like emo rap. So it's really, it's it's an interesting genre because I feel like it really kind of changes a lot in a fairly quick fashion, which isn't necessarily true or like happens as quickly with other genres. Very true. Like before in another episode, I was talking about lo-fi and when you listen to old uh new jobbies or mf doom and you listen to like current lo-fi playlists it, a lot of it just sounds the same really like that genre nothing's really changed but in terms of emo it's changed like five iterations in that time frame yeah like i feel like that's what's really cool about it is that it it draws from other genres and so it's just like constantly changing like with whatever's kind of interesting or inspiring people, like they'll take a different kind of genre and like infuse it into hip hop and uh, get a lot of these cool kind of mixtures and concoction concoctions. Yeah, all of these inspirations and this like cocktail, like, you know, do you remember the, the jungle juice incident? Uh, <laughs> In the apartment? <laughs> yes. Well, I think uh, I think that the more the more ingredients that you add to the jungle juice, somehow it becomes more deadly with with <laughs> each ingredient added, and and it's sort of the same for uh, for music too. It seems like you know the more you add to it, the more uh, more saucy it gets. Yeah, the more interesting it gets. Yeah. Um, before we we move into more of the current day, I just want to ask one more thing. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but emo bands that used um, rapping in the 2000s, like, you know, Linkin Park for sure uh, with M. Shinoda. Um, but I was remembering another name, Gym Class Heroes. Do you have any recollection <laughs> of this? I, I do. And actually, <laughs> that uh, there's one Gym Class Heroes record that's pretty decent. I think it's the Paper Cut Chronicles 2. That, that is the one, dude. That is a banger. It really is. Like, I actually, I actually kind of like that album a lot. <laughs> I, like, I feel like they kind of fly under the radar as, like, maybe get kind of, like, written off as, like, pop, especially of, like, that kind of early 2010s. I used to, used to, used to, used to, now I'm over that. Cause holding grudges over love is ancient artifacts. If I could only find a note to make you understand, I sing it softly in your ear and grab you by the hands. Keep me stuck inside your head like your favorite tune. And all my heart's a stereo, the only place for you. But, uh, yeah, it is definitely an interesting fusion of hip-hop and uh and just like emo and punk like they got those hard guitars going um and then it also obviously has a bit of a pop influence too on some of the tracks they definitely have these kind of like big hooks and like big kind of swells and enormous sounding choruses yeah 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 oh the other one that comes to mind and again it's not quite emo rap but uh lil wayne's uh rebirth also kind of has a uh like emo rock aesthetic to it 
Dude, you are 100% right. I was actually gonna bring that up. Well, actually, I was gonna forget to bring it up, so I'm glad that you mentioned it. Dude, like, him sitting there on the couch with the, uh, the, the guitar in the cupboard is so iconic, dude. Like, he really did bring, like, a dark edge to rap in that era, like, and he did have, like, you know, sonically, he had guitars and shit with it, too. Yeah, so I feel like really you could, if you were trying to, like, trace the roots of emo rap, I, I would think that would be more kind of, like, the source, or, like, more kind of the beginning as opposed to, like, Kanye and Drake. Like, it definitely has more the aesthetic. It definitely goes a little darker. Uh, so, yeah. You could argue that... An argument could be made that that's, like, the original emo rap record. I would definitely agree. And as you were saying earlier, Eminem, I think he doesn't really get a lot of respect for how emotional a lot of, like, his more sincere stuff was in the 2000s. Yeah, like, um, there's definitely some hard hitters, like, When I'm Gone... Uh, Mockingbird, uh, like Toy Soldiers. <laughs> it's interesting because like he's kind of like the original like meme rapper, like <laughs> saying shit just like piss everyone off. But it is interesting like as he got not even later, like even from the get go, there's some like pretty sincere and heavy stuff in there. And like he's not really someone that people would consider an emo rapper. But it's definitely got some more emotional, like heart pulling at your heartstrings kind of songs. Yeah, I think so, and I think that like being open uh, in those sort of ways inspired a lot of people. I mean, especially Eminem, like being one of the biggest of all time, for sure. Um, like even Stan on his uh, on Marshall Mathers is pretty dark. I remember listening to that as a kid and I was going to cry. I didn't even know what Eminem was even talking about in the song. I think the next era I want to move into, there's a very influential figure who I think I should mention. Um, it goes by the name of Bones. And he was a part of uh, Goth Boy Click and um, influ uh, with Raider Clan and Space Ghost Purple. All these people in the early 2010s SoundCloud scene and they were making this like very uh, experimental, futuristic, dark rap music, and it definitely wasn't emo rap in any such way, but Bones, um, he was there for a lot of like very uh, crazy sounding SoundCloud shit back in the day, which eventually turned into emo. Uh, 
think he's just important to mention. Which, like, he's not like super mainstream or anything, but he was there as sort of a moving force in all of this. Like, he's got a feature on a pretty emo song on an ASAP Rocky album, uh, which, I mean, that's that was like a big mainstream part for him. But I mean, it didn't really get much huger than that besides some good reviews. Um, and this goth boy click movement was also where Lil Peep, uh, Lil Tracy, I talked about before, and Lil Peep come in, uh, who was possibly one of the most influential, I mean, well, obviously the most influential, like the holy trinity of him and X and like Juice for sure. Lil Peep always kind of bunts me out because I never really got into him until like around the time of his death. And like that, that that's like something that's really disappointing <laughs> to me that I didn't hear it earlier or, you know, get to be, feel like I was a part of the movement before that such a like tragic loss. <laughs> Yeah, that always is a, a shitty feeling. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, especially with someone who has so much more to really do, like, if he hadn't passed away. Like, because he was so poised to be, like, such a huge thing, you know? Well, I guess him and X2, because they both kind of really brought guitars a lot back into rap. A uh, little peep more with like the kind of classic electric emo <laughs> power chord kind of sound. Uh, an X with a really interesting kind of like little acoustic guitar licks. Tell the feeling like I'm trapped in my damn mind. Tell the feeling like I'm rapping a damn lie. Tell the feeling like my life is a damn game. Nigga really wanna die in the nighttime. Only time I feel pain when I'm feeling love. That's why I said it on my face that I'm down now. Only time you come on my mind when I'm all alone. That's why I'm never really alone in the nighttime. But I, I think that's also uh, something that I would think is a characteristic of emo rap is not necessarily guitar, but just like greater incorporation of live instruments like guitar or piano. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I know noticed listening to a lot of Lil Peep stuff and 100% uh, X's music like yeah they use a lot of samples of guitars and keyboards and I don't know instruments that you weren't hearing in like every single like top 40 Migos song like it didn't sound like that yeah like it really went kind of synth heavy for a while and they really kind of brought it back to more kind of live or it's like semi-live like there's still eight, 808s and stuff like that in it but yeah and it's super different and like as we can see like this has later inspired like rock bands that were inspiring these people to go back and do something similar like i remember you were listening to was it the, a new blink 182 album where they had like a lot of drum machines yeah they used a lot of uh like 808s and kind of trap beats in uh layered with like travis barker's actual drums and the whole like production aesthetic is definitely very influenced by emo rap 
it goes full circle like that. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> and then also kind of continuing with that, like, kind of more rock end of the spectrum, you also have uh, Machine Gun Kelly's newer album, which also kind of leans more heavily uh, kind of rock and emo. Like, like actually emo, like where, where Juice and like Lil Peep and X and all those guys are like definitely rap inspired by emo. Like the new Machine Gun Kelly record is kind of the reverse where it's, he's definitely doing emo and it's more kind of putting his hip hop, hip hop and rap influence into that. But it's definitely got a similar aesthetic to the Blink-182 album it's it's really interesting i i kind of liked it like i i don't really consider myself a huge mgk fan but i listened to it and i kind of liked, I liked it. it too um and yeah you're right i think he he continued right where x and juice and everybody really stopped just short of which was having like a live band Um, I remember one time Lil Uzi, uh, after he made EXO Tour Life, he said he was going to put out like a whole album with a live band. He was going to be a real rock star. And I was so excited, dude. But he never did it. But like, it's cool getting to hear like a real rapper like MGK going and doing it. Yeah. And I feel like it actually suits him really well. I mean, I, I, I actually like that record a lot. Yeah. I think it suits him more uh, than it suits him being a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't the biggest MGK fan before, but uh, he got me hooked with the new, with the new sound. So I hope he keeps going for it. Yeah, I fuck with it too. Um, let's see. Uh, there's some other like modern uh, examples of emo rappers. I mean, it's always continuing, of course. I mean, me personally, uh, this episode is pretty cool for me because I I like to make that sort of dabble in that sort of genre a lot, but uh yeah I, there's a few um people who continue to do it today i noticed after um you know sort of the big three passed away that labels were signing these new emerging emo rap artists like any chance they could get like first ep they dropped they get them um some new names were like the kid Leroy or um ian dior um Dior with the uh, internet money, Nick Redneck Meyer. Bag full of wishes, but they should never work. It's crazy how fast you went from sweet to so cold. And now it's by the time that I should really let it go. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and some of that is like not, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's nearly as emo as X or any of that. I don't really like it as much. I still do like Trippy Red though. Um, he's got some pretty cool. Emo stuff still, I think. Um, you have any other recommendations for us in the, the truly cutting edge of emo within the past couple years? Um... I, I honestly don't <laughs> like like all the new kind of like up and coming guys you were just mentioning. I haven't really listened to uh, that much. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's 
it's tricky, like especially with the ra- with the way emo rap is now, with like the kind of big three having this been deceased. Like, it's interesting because there's some there's some big shoes to fill, but at the same time, I don't think people want them want like some up and comers just to go and like copy either juices or X's or little peep style, you know? So it's, it's tricky to like find your kind of style within like a, your version within a genre that can be like as influential and as kind of breakthrough as the big three. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I hope, I hope there'll be someone out there that can, uh, push through and keep the genre going <laughs> i agree i i definitely hear what you're saying like um one of those new rappers i was naming the kid Leroy, is literally like he's is australian for some reason but he's like a carbon copy of juice world's music and it's like i guess he's inspired by it but when you listen to it yeah, yeah and i get that like i felt inspired by juice world's music too but it is kind of like an interesting phenomenon especially like kind of trying to view it from like the listener's perspective how we we crave more of that sound like if and i'm sure they'll do this but like if they were to release another juice album like of stuff they did before he died like everyone would jump at the chance to listen to that but we don't want to hear someone else replicating its sound it's kind of like an interesting like psychological psychological study but like it, it is kind of what we want. Like, we don't want someone new to just copy Juice World. We want someone to bring their own perspective and sound to fit to a emo rap. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's weird. Like, the the new guys come along and they try to do the exact same. But after you hear it done the first time, it just doesn't have that same authenticity, which I feel is really important in emo rap, that feeling of someone having these authentic emotions like it's in the name like you know um 100 i i would say if i have my eye on one person uh in the genre it's this rapper named snot uh i think he's pretty pretty decent But still pretty underground. Um, and I don't know if I really got much more to say at this point. Um, what about you? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm just as strapped for like recommendations here as you. Uh, so I'll definitely check out Snot for sure. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't. I guess I'm not really all that familiar with like the underground scene so uh all i can say is i hope that i hope someone keeps the genre alive and that it's just it doesn't die with juice necks and mm-hmm. little peeps yep yeah i hope so too but i think uh i think people still want to hear it and i think if it's done right uh i think we still will hear it but someone's got to do it though someone somebody's got to do it right yeah and I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be someone new, like someone else could cross over. Like we were talking about Post Malone earlier, like 
he could be a prime candidate to cross over into a more kind of emo rap record. Definitely, definitely. I 100% agree. Um, well, thank you for coming on, dude. Do you have any social media you'd like to plug or anything? Uh, sure. You can follow me at uh, Ellis Holland Ah. That's A H H. H? I think it's three odds uh, <laughs> <laughs> or three H's. Um, yeah, you can follow uh, my band, uh, Fears of Abandonment, at Fears of a Band, and uh, the other one, Very Sorry, at Very Sorry Band on uh, Instagram. Uh, we basically just do Instagram at this point. We don't really mess with Twitter, F- Facebook a little bit. You can look us up if you want, but I mean who uses Facebook anymore besides questionable people and old people. <laughs> yeah, it's a rare site. Also, I like uh, I like the link Fears of a Band. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I think it was my brother who's the drummer in it that, uh, that came up with that one. Oh, nice. Um, oh, oh, I want to give out a little personal shout-out to Soma, uh, a little ah, side yes. project of me, Ellis, and... Uh, past podcast guest renitence um only a couple tracks out and only uh uh only a couple tracks really in existence so (laughs) get them while they're hot (laughs) i think also uh i think some of the collab tracks are under renitence also if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah just go yeah go check out zabe's stuff and ellis's stuff and and mike's stuff oh thank you yeah check out my (laughs) stuff and check out some emo rap today and uh you know get out there in the world folks this has been the rap fusion podcast uh good night you stay classy chicago Yo, Rap Fusion, one of the best Rap Fusion podcasts out there. You don't know what Rap Fusion is? Just look at, like, I mean, emo punk, punk rap, punk this, punk that, rock rap, all that. Yeah, listen to Rap Fusion.